about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. official put your glasses on come up grab your notebook man oh man <laughs> it's not coupons <laughs> although i'm not ashamed of coupons yes, girl. <laughs> okay so i think the majority of you know who i am since i'm not very silent but i'll say it anyway my name's barbara shipley and i've actually been coming to this church since 2009 and I can't go into all of that because it would take too much time of how I ended up here, but it's kind of cool. God's cool. Um, all the time. <laughs> all the time, yes. Um, when Pastor asked me to speak, I thought, he wants me to talk about motherhood. How much time do I have? <laughs> because I'm a mom of four, hence the four here, and I have 10 going on 11 grandchildren. And I'm just a very, that's a blessing in our lives. No matter how much mess it makes, <laughs> that's a blessing in our lives. So I thank God for it every day. So I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes to read to you what I wrote. Because, you know, I don't want to go on too long. So I had to kind of package it, so to speak. Okay, so. Ah, yes, motherhood. When I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a mom. My Barbies and I decided that I would have three kids, two boys and a girl. When I was 12, I helped the kindergarten class at my school. And there was a little girl who had blonde hair and blue eyes and her name was Melissa. And I told God that when I grew up, I wanted a girl with blonde hair and blue eyes. And I would name her Melissa. Now. That was some request, considering I have features that look nothing like that. <laughs> Not to mention, I didn't even know my husband. I got saved at 16, but I didn't grow and understand the things of God for many years. And of course, I'm still growing and learning. I refer to myself as a work in progress. However, some people refer to me as a real piece of work. <laughs> I met my husband before I got saved at the age of 15. I very foolishly thought I knew everything an adult needed to know. I told my mother that too. Boy, did I ever eat a lot of humble pie as time went on. We got married and the scripture of being fruitful and multiplying in Genesis 1.22 came to pass. We had... <laughs> We have four grown children and 10 going on 11 grandchildren. And while doing some of the dirty jobs, I would say, Mom, I can't believe you had to do all this too. Needless to say, my appreciation for her grew immensely. <clears throat> I often wish the hospital would send the parents home with an instruction manual. <laughs> but no child is the same, so I don't think that would be possible. Darn. I'll share with you some of the highlights of motherhood that I have experienced. I won't use names for obvious reasons. They deserve their privacy. Well, sometimes it can't be helped. I'll try not to. I had one that we referred to as Messy Marvin, although that wasn't their name. 
Mr. Fingers, that was another name, Mr. Full of It, and Mr. Destructo. I know now that words are important. <laughs> His hands were in everything, and he left a trail everywhere he went, no matter where I was. Even someone else's house, doors, didn't matter. I probably shouldn't have said those things. Like I said, I'm still growing in the Lord, and that child did some good things too, and although he was a great challenge, if he was awake, you can bet that you would not sleep or rest. God did a miracle healing through him, though, and it very much humbled me. When he was in kindergarten, he had warts on his hands and chest and leg, and I took him to a doctor who freeze-burned a couple of them off of him. It was so traumatic that he begged me not to bring him back to the doctor. I was in a church at that time that didn't really teach on healing, but I had read in the word myself that by his stripes we were healed. That's in Isaiah 53 and 5. So I sat on the end of my child's bed and asked if he wanted Jesus to heal him, and he said, oh, yes, Mommy. And we prayed, and he went to bed. He didn't question it. He just expected it to happen. He got up the next morning and was super excited to show me all of his warts were gone except one. His skin was smooth and perfect. You couldn't even see where they were. Now, mind you, I wasn't in church. This was just at home on a little boy's bed. Okay. He asked me why there was one left, one wart left on his leg. And I said, I told him, I don't know, but it has to go. Don't worry. So he went outside to play and had a mishap on his riding toy, and the one wart on his knee got scraped off and never came back. <laughs> so. God wants us to have faith like a child, okay? They don't question how or when God will heal them. They just believe. This same little boy grew up to be a man, and at the age of 29, he had a stroke. And by this time, I knew more of God's word. So I prayed with another believer. I highly recommend that. She was strong in the Lord and knew his word. It's good to pray with somebody who doesn't doubt the word. She proclaimed that he would live and not die and declare the great works of the Lord. And that's in Psalms 118, verse 17. I highly recommend you read that. God honored his word. My son lives today. Another child I have experienced several accidents involving cars. We won't mention any names. He fell off of the back of a moving car when he was 14, when his cousin decided to playfully hit the brakes. And yes, I asked the same question you're probably thinking. What was he doing on the back of the car instead of inside of it? The only answer I have is that he was a teenager foolishly playing around. I was given a long list from the doctor, and the list told me all of the things my son would not be able to do. Yes, he had a mild concussion and a skull fracture, and I refused to agree with that doctor's note. I nursed him back to health in two weeks. Well, I didn't do it alone. God answered my prayers and healed him. A few years later, he was in another car accident. This time he was thankfully inside the car. And that accident totaled his car. And when I drove past the car on the way to the hospital, the devil whispered in my ear that I was going to find him in a body bag. 
And I emphatically said, no. And I took my husband's hand and prayed out loud for my son to be found whole. And by the nature of the accident, he should have been dead. Even a police officer said he thought it was a fatality when he saw the car. But praise God, he lives. There are many blessings that have come through that son. I think you figured that out. The devil thought he could stop the blessings. But God said otherwise. God is greater than anything the enemy throws at us. Just like David and Goliath, David knew God was bigger than anything thing the giant would try to throw at him and by the way that would be a problem in your life the giant okay I highly recommend that reading as well that's in 1st Samuel 17 and 45 very inspiring my third child was a girl God honored the prayer of my childhood and gave me a little girl with blonde hair and blue eyes now that's a miracle just okay and yes I named her Melissa I had to use a name. There have been challenges with her also. Let's just say her words have not always been sweet. That's an understatement. She too is a blessing in my life in spite of many challenges. When she was learning to drive, AKA 15, I was in, I was in the front passenger side of my car with her friend behind me in the back seat and a van came out of nowhere and was heading right for us. It would have hit my side and probably killed me and her friend. All I had time to do was say Jesus out loud. Not only did we not get hit, but the van was nowhere to be seen. And I truly believe that the angels transported us to safety because none of us could see the van anywhere. and. And it was an empty street. We were the only vehicles there, so you should have been able to see something that big. Okay. I know God miraculously spared us that day. He said we could call upon his name and be saved, and I took him at his word. He says we can call on the name of Jesus, and he will answer us. And that's in Zechariah 13.9. That's a good one, too. God knew I needed him quick, and he was not late. I have one more child to mention. I had plans to have three, remember? This is four. God smiled and gave me four. He thought three was funny. So we think we have everything planned. Sometimes God says otherwise, and God said, surprise. I didn't even know I was until about five months along. I was in total denial. I said, there's no way. Okay. That child has also been a blessing. However, I said blessing, not an easy one. I think he invented the meaning of the word stubborn. There were some days that I thought a mule would have been easier. He, like the others, is a gift. I appreciate and love them all. I have had joy, sadness, challenges, and victories with all of my children. I have seen the offices of principals, doctors and law enforcement. It has not always been easy or smooth sailing, but this I know for sure. I could not have done it on my own. I've had my husband. By my side, and that's a story I don't have time for. I mean, he has put up with a lot. 
And I love him for that. And most importantly, I've had Jesus. I have said that being a parent is the hardest job you'll ever love. And I believe that to be true. But we have to remember the importance of that job. We are birthing, nurturing, instructing, and loving eternal beings into this world and the world to come. It's a huge responsibility, but the rewards are eternal. Remember that word, eternal. Okay. I call them our eternal peeps, a.k.a. people. Okay. We, would, we should never underestimate the importance of a mother or a father. Maybe some of you have one child, or maybe more than ten. My husband comes from a family of ten. I always say I got the best one, but his brothers may disagree. I don't know. <clears throat> maybe some of you don't have children of your own, but I say thank you to all of you out there who in one way or another helped to raise a child. Maybe you volunteered in some way. Maybe you helped financially. God sees it all. And children are precious to him. I believe you all will be rewarded by him. Children are a reward. Yes, that's in Psalms 127.3. Children are fruit of the womb is a reward. Remember that, ladies, if you're pregnant and you're feeling sick. They really are a reward. Okay. Um, don't underestimate anything that you have done, whether you are a parent or not, if it in some way helped a child. I thank all of you from a mother's heart. For any of you out there who may not have been saved while you were raising your children and now they're grown, maybe you made some mistakes. Saved or not, we've all made mistakes. There's an awakening. <laughs> okay. But don't lose heart. You are a new creation in Christ. You are not the old you. Don't dwell on the past. That's Philippians 3.13. I recommend that one too. Pray for your children, though they may be grown. God hears your prayers. Don't underestimate those prayers. James 5 and 16. And that one says, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And that includes us women too. And because we have the blood of Jesus, we are righteous in him. So our prayers avail much. Okay, they don't fall on deaf ears. If your children are grown adults, your job as a mom is to love, encourage, and pray, not to control or dominate. God knows how to reach them. I just had one recently that God reached in a miraculous way, and I just sat back with a goofy grin, and he didn't see me grinning, but I knew. <clears throat> Sometimes I smile at my grown children and say, I love you, but you can't escape my prayers. God bless you, and happy Mother's Day. The Lord really uh, led me to different, different mothers in different situations. You know, she's got a lot of grandkids, all that stuff. And, of course, Heather now is going to be coming up, and she's got completely different situations. She's got younger, older, all different kinds. So I, we tried to get a variety of people. So come on, Heather. Okay, I'm super nervous. <laughs> and I've been up here before, but not for this. 
So I told my parents that I was going to be up here, and my dad said, relate it to Mary. And I was like, what do I have to do with Mary? Absolutely nothing. But I think, about, I, think I know what he meant. Basically, young unwed mother, that was me. So by the time I found out, well, first of all, I always said I was never going to be a teenager, mo- teenage mother, but I was. But um, by the time I found out I was a mother, it was a really weird situation to find out. So picture the 90s, not even out of high school, just about, just graduated actually. And my friend takes me to Planned Parenthood, not because I wanted to have an abortion, but because they give free pregnancy tests. So I went there, I'm gonna cry. I went there and they said they would have my results in an hour. They asked me why I wanted to go to get a test there if I already took one and they, you know, and it said I was, and I said because I wanted it to be 100% accurate. So that was the beginning of everything for me. I came back in an hour and they said I was pregnant, which I didn't want to believe, but I never, ever, ever thought not one second of undoing that. But of course, that's what they do. They wanted to pressure me. So the first thing that came out of my mouth was, God wouldn't give me anything I can't handle. So that was the beginning of me becoming a mother. And so I went and I told my dad first. Then I told my mother. And I always said I was going to be a better mother than my mom. Mind you, I was adopted. So who knows which mom I was talking about. Maybe just my real mom, I don't know. So with that being said, I decided I was going to make it right, and I was going to get married. So I did. But at the time, my ex-husband was in jail. So I had to wait for him to get out of jail before I could get married. So that was the beginning of my life. Um, So we stayed together. We didn't stay together. We stayed together. We didn't stay together. We were married for 10 years, but four children four children. The whole time, I just wanted to get through school. I wanted to make myself a better mother. I wanted to do everything right for my children, and I did the best that I could. He was in and out of jail. I went to jail a couple times, so it wasn't a great situation. My two oldest, 21 and 20, thank God, were delivered from all of that because they are nothing like I was. Yes. So, it took me a good long 10-year journey. 2009, things started turning around much, much better. I, 2005, I graduated from college, so I started working. I moved all the way to Gainesville on my own, close to my brother, so I had some family out there. And um, that's when I really started, I would say, being a mother, because up until then, I basically had either my in-laws or my parents help me w- with my children. And I made a lot of bad choices. I was saved, but I didn't really know God. Um, Right around 2005, I joined a church with my brother in Gainesville, and I started learning about finances. And that changed my whole life around because I started learning how to be a good steward. So I started taking care of any debt that I had. I started taking care of any... um, I started taking care of uh, while well, I was tithing. And I understood what tithing meant because of the class that I was taking on um, being a good steward. And so I started saving. And within four years, I was able to buy a house. 
But I didn't want to buy a house and still be married because I didn't want him to somehow get it. So, yeah. So in 2009, I got a divorce. And then I called my broker, and he told me that I was eligible to buy a house. So I went ahead, got that divorce first, and then I bought my first house. And then right around that time, I actually joined this church, 2009. So my oldest at that time was 10, with my second oldest being nine, and my third oldest was seven, I wanna say. And then I had RJ, who was two. So we moved into a house. It was perfect for us, I loved it. Um, it was built in 2005, so it was brand new. It was one of those that had been foreclosed on, and it was less than most rent. It was under $1,000 a month. So things started to turn around, but now I had to start focusing on myself because things were a lot more stable and I was no longer married and I had to start letting God doing, do a inward healing on me, if you will. And knowing that God could provide that for us was enough to kind of get me on the right foot and get started. And I started coming here. I know Brandon people started giving me money, like $100 here and there. They'd drop it off to me at the end of church and I, it was a blessing. Um, I, was, I wasn't really collecting child support, but I was supposed to be getting it. But God just kept making a way. I kept paying my tithe, and things started getting better and better and better. I remember a couple years at this church, and I think Pastor Tom spoke over me that, you know, I needed to be have a head of the household. So right around 2015 is when I met my, my husband, and then we decided to have another child together. And so now that's my fifth one, who is now five. So there goes number five. <laughs> So, yeah. So, needless to say, my oldest have been through a lot, and they are who they are today because of that, and they are determined to do things different because of everything they went through. My three younger ones have not been through as much. They did not see all the things that my oldest two did, and there is a, a major difference, but the major difference is really in me. So being a mother, I mean, it changes you as a person for the better. A lot of people don't want to change, and that's where the problem comes in. So just learning about yourself, it, you know, starting with my oldest, Tamara, and seeing how she was learning and developing, it, it created me into determining what, um, what major I was even going to do because I could see children. I have a good knack with children, teaching children, and... Um, you know, by the time she was in kindergarten, she was already reading. And that was nothing short of, like, with all the things that she had been through, you know, just to see how smart and intelligent she was and say, realize that that's where my natural gifting comes in, being able to teach children. So that's what I did. And it was because of her that she really shaped my life. So as much as important as we are to our children, our children are just as important to us. And God uses them to create who we're going to be. He shows us through that and who, are, who we are, our giftings. And so with my oldest now, 21, she lives in California. She serves in the Air Force, and she's a linguist, and I'm so proud of her. And my second oldest, she's just got such a good work ethic. She's 20, she's in Chicago, and she's doing all she can to support herself. And she is just learning about responsibility, but she has such a good worth ethic, ethic. And everywhere she goes, they always want to promote her, but it's not the job for her. So, yeah. 
So I'm just, I'm just very proud of them. And now I have my 18-year-old who's graduating this year with a 4.54 GPA and just, I don't deserve that. That's all I can say. I do not deserve any of that. But um, one, a couple years ago, I know, I think it was Susan Skinner that came up here and she gave a really, really good um, teaching on being a mother on Mother's Day. And she gave us some scriptures to pray over our children and I've had it every single day I've had it and then I went to I was told I was gonna do this and I couldn't find it all of a sudden so I, I was like okay God I guess I'll create my own so I did and I have copies for everybody scriptures that I started praying over my adult children and you know we have a role in their lives still and now my oldest two can come to me with anything and before, when I used to hear advice about it, and they'd be like, oh, they'll tell you something, you just have to, you can't overreact, you can't overreact. Well, I can finally do that, because I realize it's not a reflection of me, it's a reflection of what's going on in their life, and they have to figure it out for themselves, and I have to learn how to let them do that, and the fact that they can come to me is a blessing in itself. The fact that they can tell me things that they wouldn't have told me a couple of years ago is a blessing. So then I know what to do with it, and I know to take it before the Lord and, and to pray for it. And um, with my three youngest, the ones that are still at home, you know, with my 18-year-old, I've navigated this a couple times, so I know what to do. I know where to compromise. I know when not to compromise. I know what's okay. I know what's not okay, and I trust her to make her decisions. She doesn't always make the right ones, but I don't overreact when she doesn't. So just... Being a mother is shaping me. It has shaped me into who I am today and all the things that God still has in store for me because I know I'm not just a mother. I know I'm not called just to be a mother. So um, basically, I think I got everything in here, but you know, just deliverance has come through being a mother. A lot of healing, I've break, broken a lot of curses. Um, and my children now are saying they want to break curses, and I'm trying to teach them how they can do that. So, yeah. Yeah. so that's pretty much it. But I will say, um, starting my journey off, because I did kind of miss this, starting my journey off, you know, I came from a different country, and my parents did adopt me into this country. And um, I don't know what kind of curses were passed down from generation to generation. Obviously, whatever went, I went through had nothing to do with my mom who adopted me because she didn't go through those things. So those curses did follow me, but we're stopping them now. So, And I already see the change, and my children want it too. So I just thank God for what he's done in my life and what he's doing in my children's life. And I do have these scriptures, so I'll leave them in the back for anybody who wants them. All right. Thank you. Oh, on that way up, they give you that look. <laughs> and on the way back there. <sighs> Isn't it the truth? Oh, I always feel better when they're done. They're not going to kill me then. Praise God, it's a lot better off. Hallelujah. We have one more that's a little bit different. Two boys grown up, grand new grandbaby. I'm sure she's the best mother in the world. You guys are all tied for second, by the way. Don't worry about it. Praise God. But I uh, bring up my wife, Becky. <laughs> my 
my husband is so cute. He's got such a sense of humor, doesn't he? <laughs> okay. Um, you know, when he said something about speaking about moms, um, my, um, you know, it's like you keep downloading scripture you t- and, and you even download like things that in the past that shaped the way you became a mom or are learning to become a mom. And those, well, I'm going to just start with a couple things. But first, when I was thinking about what to say, and I just thought to myself, you know, this is what I wrote down. Mothers, mothers, you are valuable. You are treasured. You are loved. And and I and I when I when I when I thought of that, I thought, oh my gosh, God values us so much. Sometimes people put us down or or if we had either good mothers bad mothers sometimes criticalness but you know what god loves us no matter who loves us or or doesn't and he has value on us and so we're valuable to god so don't let anybody discourage you about being a good mom a good daughter good son just be what God created you to be. And don't try to always please others all the time because it's really hard. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> God loves you. Okay, so my, my I just want to honor, and I just want to honor, and, and I just want to let you know that it is a privilege to be a mom. And, um, and then another thing, there's a couple things I want to say, but only, this is something that's important to me, only Jesus validates your worth only jesus no one else jesus that's it and um as as moms we always have daily choices to make or even as just people um and um but i am so glad that when i when as a mom when um i got um i was born again right before i became a mom Boy, I mean, the Holy Spirit is your best guide to being a mom because he protected my kids many, many times because I knew something, but I couldn't say anything about a situation. So I just had to pray, intercede in the Holy Ghost and say, what can I do about this situation? Um, he's told me lots of things, you know, um, and I, and also when they were little, I would say, angels, they were, you know, rumbuctious little boys. So I said, angels, watch over them. And so even as an adult, I, my, my son doesn't know it, but when he's leaving, when he's leaving to go back home and then he's got the grandbaby, I said, angels, take care of them, watch over them. And, and that neither of them, they have been, we've seen God heal them, um, heal their bodies when they were kids. Um, we we seen them not miss days at school because they were healthy children. We seen every day when they were little, Tom would go, he would wake them up with the word of God. He'd come in the bedroom. You're mighty upon the earth. You're going to do great things for God. He just, he encouraged those kids. When the kids were sick, or they had a fever. We went on there and we'd go and pray on, lay hands, and we're like, "We're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna." We we prayed, we believed, we're gonna walk away from this instead of worrying about it. Because a mother, oh, a mother, we do worry sometimes, but we gotta trust God. We have to trust God because sometimes we we 
we we want to be in control. Let's face it. A mom wants her kids happy. They want she wants to be in control, but we got to trust God yes. to be in control of our lives. Um there's a couple things uh, just just little things, but okay, my my mom was 16 when she um she was a cheerleader. My dad was a basketball player. He was like the basketball star when he was young and my mom was a little cheerleader and she got pregnant when she was 16. And um then they, you know, got married, but um but what thing happened was um mom had a lot of problems. So when I I got to be Mom had problems because she had a goiter operation, and they took out her goiter, and that it made, um, they just couldn't get her thyroid. So she had a lot of medical problems. So when I was about 10, I learned, I had had to to be a mom to four other brothers and sisters. My mom was not in the house, so I had to raise my sisters and brothers. And it was easy, to me, I never, some people say, oh, how did you do it at such a young age? I, my grandmother had 14 children across the street, but not all of them 14 at the time, but she was, a, but my grandmother was unconditional love. She loved others. She, she thought the best of others. She never talked about people. She always said good things. She was just, she was the best example in the world. And um, she showed me how to cook and she showed me, I, I love to read. So the kids were all, all my family they, they so I had to teach. I had to te- cook for my my brothers and sisters. I did clean. I actually had to. Um, I had to read and do homework with them. But I was never good at math. So I would always say, "Hey, Dad, you know, when you come home, you're gonna have to work on this with them or something." Because I wasn't good at math. I could do anything but math. But um, <laughs> when I was little, so um. But what I'm saying is. I was thrown in a position, but you know what? It didn't bother me. I was happy. I was, I mean, I was happy. I was fulfilling whatever at that time, doing what I had to do. Um, and, um, and then the other night I'm coming home from, <laughs> I'm coming home. And then all at once I said, you know, um, mom had a lot of heartache and whatever. And, and one thing that kind of stood out to me, I always had a passion for orphans, like children that didn't have a mom or dad or were sick or didn't, you know, I always had this real, real strong passion. And I didn't know until I was a little bit older, um, one of my aunts came up to me and we're talking and I was sharing with her, you know, um, you know, my passion years ago, I went to different places, different countries to help orphans. And I said, it was a strong passion in my life. And she said, she said, well, it might have been, you probably don't know this, but when your mom, your mom was a little girl, um, her dad got ac- accidentally killed in a tragic accident, something with, they didn't want to talk about it. You know how you, how people are, don't, something so painful. Now there's something in everybody's life that's so painful. I know there is, there's not, there's either something so painful, but this was an area that was so painful for this family that they never wanted to talk about it, but you wanted them to talk about it because you wanted them to get, at that time, I didn't know about getting free from something, but I guess my, my, my mom's mom, um, she had nine kids and her husband got tragically killed, um, in, um, 
it, something with the railroad because they weren't, but nobody ever wanted to talk about it. But what happened was because she had nine and it was just a tragic loss, she had nine kids, she didn't know what to do. So she put them in orphanages. And one of them was gone at, gone, uh, 16 and said, I got a solution. She says, I'm going to get married and I'm going to get these, you know. So she got two and then the other one. So it was like the whole family was all like separated kind of, you know. And then the other one got married at a young age too. So she could, she could um, get two of the kids. So what I never knew until later on that my love for orphans and stuff because I didn't know the story until after I was doing stuff for orphans, after I was involved in orphans. So a lot of times there's seeds that we do, like Heather, there's seeds that we're planting. We don't know why we have such a heart for certain areas in our life, and there's seeds that we don't even know until later on in our life. But I just want to let you know that sometimes... There, okay, so when I talked about pain, sometimes there's something in your heart that really pains you. If it really does, you know, you got to address it. You got to know what it is, and you got to say, Jesus, free for me from this pain because it seems like it's too hard to talk about. When I talk about it, I want to cry or I want to. So we need to release those pains as moms and, and, and people because um, I think we all have something that when somebody mentions something all at once it's like we don't want to talk about it we just want to stop because it's pains that are that need to be freed in our lives um I um oh this is the biggest thing and then I'll, I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna do two correct uh, um scriptures but this is the biggest thing um is um, somebody told me a long time ago that uh, well every ba ba baby is planned by God. Everybody is is every baby is planned by God, and then God gives us the privilege to be caretakers for our children, and that means he he is. We got to trust in him. And then we're just on this earth to be caretakers for our children, meaning we, you know, we, we just do whatever, coach, mom, encourager, listener, whatever, but we're caretakers. They're not our, really our, well, they're into a certain age, they're our responsibility, but then they're at, we have to know that we're just caretakers. And we're not, we, we're not their God. And we just have to let them know they need a personal relationship with God so that they can fulfill whatever God has on their life. And then um, my, my biggest thing is every mom at some time questions is, are we enough? Did we do enough? You know, are we enough? Did we do enough? And, and I, this is a scripture. It says, when doubts fill our mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. And that's in Psalms 94, 94, 19. And then my other one is, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, do and he will make your way. He will make your path. He will give you clear 
paths, and that's Proverbs 3. I do write, read that often. Proverbs 3, I read must I can't say daily because I always want I want to be honest, but I would say I read that the most of most of the the scriptures because I feel like if we trust Him that we we're just gonna believe that everything's gonna be okay. Okay, I love you, and you guys are doing an amazing job. When I look at each one of you, I could tell I was thinking I could say something. I say something to encourage your life and your walk because I know so many of you and such amazing jobs you did as mothers and parents and teachers. Hey, and if you're single, you guys have been amazing teachers. There's so many good teachers here too. So thank you. the kingdom of God and his righteousness.